0: Welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co founders and hosts Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals we believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to Divorce Coaches Academy. My name is Tracy, and I'm here with Deb, and we're so happy to have you join us. Today, we are talking about something that is often on the minds, but not necessarily always spoken by many divorce coaches. And it is the question or the mindset of, am I good enough? Right? And this, am I good enough, really stems from what we call imposter syndrome. So do you find yourself in the work you're doing as a professional divorce coach good enough, right? Are you making a difference? Do you feel that you have the skills and talents to accomplish what it is you set forth in your professional practice? I know, Deb, this is something that you are also familiar with and hear a great deal from
1: practicing divorce coaches. Absolutely. I think it comes up, you know, so often for, we hear it in all the stories, right? So let's talk about a few of the times we hear it come up. It comes up in people talking about really not closing those consult calls. Yeah we hear it in making pricing and package decisions we hear it in taking on too much pro bono work because they don't feel like they can charge them
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: we hear it in stories of porous boundaries right or lack of follow up because they don't want to bug the client or they don't want to right i i don't i just don't feel like i should right that's the language i don't feel like i can yep so
0: and just like just like the work that we do with clients we know that self doubt can yes. be
1: paralyzing
0: right and yes. so when, when we start self doubting right we engage in sort of that questionable negative mindset of am i good am i good enough right do i know enough am I able to really make a difference in the lives of the people that I'm providing service to? yeah yeah and when when we have those internal arguments with ourselves, right, we end up becoming a barrier to our own success. so that self-impost that that imposter syndrome is really, it can be addressed and can be changed and it needs to truly be evaluated in terms of how much is this my thought process, right? How, how realistically am I objectively looking at my skill sets and my successes as well as what do I need to do to make a change? If I'm feeling this way, what do I need to do to change that, to, to expand my mindset and perspective to be successful?
1: Right. So let's key in on the word success because a lot of imposter syndrome is rooted in the fear of failure, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's where it's rooted. It's rooted in the fear of failure. If I do this wrong, if I'm not good enough, I will do it wrong and I won't succeed. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's addressing that fear of failure or fear of doing it wrong. Yeah. That is is the work to do. Mm-hmm. So, I think the first thing we start off with is there is no wrong way to be you. Absolutely, <laughs> and you've heard Tracy <laughs> and I talk at Infinitum about how Tracy is Tracy, and I am in me, and we are unapologetically different in the way we approach our practices, and so. That's the the first thing to really, I think, embrace and hold in your heart and sleep with at night is there's no wrong way to be you yeah, as a coach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the things that we were talking about, which is so unique to what we do, is we are truly divorce coaches, professional practicing divorce coaches are really pioneers. Mhm. Right? this is a relatively young field it's a young field within the sphere of alternative dispute resolution it's a young field within the work that we do in divorce i was i was doing some um going scanning through some old documents of mine and and really focusing on the work that we do as alternative dispute resolution and uh, a, a training from umteen years ago i think 15 years ago at this time, um, it equated ADR, alternative dispute resolution, to a divorce revolution. Right mm. so when we think about divorce coaching, we really are pioneers in this divorce revolution and and we don't have as divorce coaches the the same resources or or backups that many other professions do right There's no real measuring stick if you will Deborah you and I spoke about this uh a great deal in terms of measuring ourselves, right? So you, you, I'm hoping you all got certified through a a accredited program that uh, taught you some basic skills in the the work of divorce coaching, but we don't have like that licensure, if you will, like that other professions have, a licensed marriage and family therapist, right, or a licensed mental health worker. We are certified divorce coaches, so there's a lot of pioneering that's happening, which then also does conversely play into the fact that that question, right? Right. Can I do this. Am I doing this right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right?
0: Yeah. What is we, that benchmark? For, yeah. For the-
1: so. We are in a sense responsible for creating our own credibility, Mm. which feels a little bit more daunting, right? Yeah. You pass the bar exam, you're an attorney, there is automatic credibility associated with that. You go to nursing school, you pass the exam, you're an RN, there's credibility, you pass the licensure to be a mental health professional, there's automatic credibility associated with that. We don't have that yet in our profession. Mm -hmm. So that we come up against imposter syndrome with that too, and that we have an extra layer of you, you have to bring your own credibility to the party in a sense. And in a lot of conversations you have with clients and with other professionals out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's a really good point that you raise. Is is being a pioneer is is um, not for sissies. Oh, you know. know that's, <laughs> so we're we're with Throughout you the on plane. that Throughout feeling. The plane. So. right. Yes, we're we're with you on that. So if you are feeling some of these things, if you're feeling yourself being hesitant on a consult call to really sell your value and Close that sale. If you're taking on a pro bono client that you know can afford to pay, but you're afraid to ask for the money, if you're finding yourself having those porous boundaries with clients, letting them cancel too many times, reschedule too many times, uh, giving them free sessions or bug you too many times at night without charging them a fee, if you're finding these things happening to you, let's talk through how you can work up your own yeah. inner strength yeah. so that you can kick imposter syndrome to the curb. So right. first of all, there's no wrong way to be you. Yep. That's don't try to be Tracy. Don't try to be me. It will not work for you. So yes. get yeah. get settled with that. What yes. else Tracy mm-hmm. is helpful?
0: Yeah, I think the other thing is really recognition of your skill set and strengths, right? In honoring you, right, that we each hold specific skills and strengths. And 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 even for those new coaches out there who are not actively working with clients yet, yet is the key word here, right? What translatable skills do you have that you have gained through your training and education that you now implement in your own life or the work that you do perhaps in a job that you're maintaining currently until you continue to build up your divorce coaching practice, right? So being able to have sort of kind of what we we ask clients to do again, right? right. Sort of, Sort of doing some of that work on ourselves, right? Getting some perspective, taking a step back and looking at objectively, not subjectively, what are those skill sets? What are the strengths? What do I bring to the table? Right. And what, not just those strengths, but what am I proud of? Yeah. And, and how do they show up? Not necessarily in my coaching, but how do they show up in all other aspects of my life? I know when I uh, first entered the field of alternative dispute resolution and did my training as a mediator and then did my training as a coach, I was like, wow, right? Because how I even got into the field of ADR was I was focusing on what are my strengths, right? And for those of you that know me, one of my strengths is relatability. I can really just sort of mesh with people. I can get in tune and rapport really, really quickly with individuals. I'm an excellent listener and a really, really good communicator, right? So those are some foundational skills in our work as coaches. And I was able to pull from those strengths of my previous professional career into my work as a mediator, then from my work as a mediator into my work as a coach. But I needed to be able to recognize those skills, even even without having coaching clients at the time, right? I knew that was my special sauce. That was my confidence. I was proud of those skills and strengths that I was then bringing into the work in divorce
1: coaching. Right. And then understanding, I think, to build on that. So you've been through your certification process. You've learned new skills. You've learned new tools. Even if you don't have a calendar full of paying clients yet, notice, notice, I bet you are having success in your Personal relationships in your parenting, in other aspects of your life, where you are using those coaching skills successfully. Yeah. Notice those, right? Did you used to go out with your girlfriends and have a um, bitch fest about mm-hmm. things, and and or you were joining in on them when they were complaining about something? And now, do you find yourself more? In a different role, asking curious questions, kind of helping them solve their own problem instead of putting on your superhero cape and trying to solve it for them. Great. Let's notice that same with your parenting, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of telling your kids what to do, are you finding as they get older, you are helping them discover their own solutions? Yeah. Give yourself credit for using your coaching skills successfully. Notice those things, right?
0: Absolutely, and that is right. That that ability to sort of take a step back, right? Yep. When we focus on everything we're not sure we're doing well, to focus on the things that demonstrably are going well, that you are doing well, that you are using those skills again, as you said, Deb. Not necessarily in a, a coaching scenario, but in
1: life. In, in life, in experience, in experience, right? And then, you know, it wouldn't be a DCA podcast if we didn't talk about community.
0: Yes, so and important.
1: If you listen to last week's um, podcast with uh, Dory and Sue, we talked about the conflict coaching intensive, and one of the things they they both said, Dory mentioned it specifically, and then Sue affirmed it was being in community with other coaches and getting professional mentoring from people like Tracy and I. Gave them the confidence. They had the skills, but what they needed was that little extra bit Mm -hmm. of confidence to lean in, Dory said, to lean in with her client and really use them. So I can't under, under, under report the importance of being in community and getting that support and guidance, because if you are feeling unsure and you need some validation from somebody, a few steps ahead of you, let's think about what the client is getting from you. You have had your own experience or you have done training and they are coming to you because they would like some validation from you, Mm -hmm. right? That the decisions they're making are good. Mm -hmm. And you are encouraging and empowering them. And you see the difference that makes in them. Yeah. We can do the same for you. (laughs) Yes, we can We can do the same for you. If you're like, I'm not sure if I'm doing this right. Yeah. Great. Come on. We'll tell you that you are. Or we'll help you discover what you do want to do to make it feel right for you.
0: Right. And that practice of self-reflection, right? When our case consultation group and mastermind is partly self-reflective practice, right? Where individuals, coaches can come and talk about their experiences, a difficult case, something that they're managing. And and the work is really to be able to then have a self-evaluative process and yes, your community, we are here to affirm as well as encourage your continued exploration of what that means for you and how it shows up for you. And what do you need to do to continue to build that confidence? So being part of a community is so essential. Being part of a community who can also support you and your continued growth and development. And then what is it that you need? right? To continue to build skill, to continue to quell those feelings of self-doubt or disbelief or, or feelings of lack of knowledge to me, right? It's, it's sort of the, the reason why Divorce Coaches Academy exists, right? There has to be a place to continue to learn and grow. And, and I have been practicing for uh, almost 10 years as a divorce coach. The, 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 I continue to learn. I continue to grow. And we need to be able to provide that opportunity for people to engage in those learning experiences. If I'm unsure about something, right? Deb, you've got your financial foundations uh, class coming up. You know who's going to be there? <laughs> you? Me, me, me. I'm going to be there, right? Because I want to learn. I want to continue to grow. I want to continue to see if the work that I'm doing already with clients can be improved, can be enhanced, can be greater than what I already do. And I, and honestly, I don't really suffer from imposter syndrome. I feel like, okay, the work that I'm doing is pretty solid, but yeah, there is a little question, could it be better? And, and I'm going to pursue an educational opportunity to see if it can be, if I can add to that, accepting yeah. the fact that what I'm doing is is good right now, right? Yeah. But right. It can always I could always be supported both in a community sense, in a case consultation and self-reflective practice place, as well as in continuing education. So I think those are all really important pieces that as divorce coaches, you need to feel that you have those lined up for you, whether that's from Divorce Coaches Academy or from some other place that you're seeking opportunities to be part of a community in your professional practice and the work that you do in the field of divorce.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A place that is helping you be the best you, Mm -hmm. right? and and the final thing i think i would would add is you know consider lowering your expectations of yourself mm. right yeah. what what expectations can you explore this imposter syndrome comes up when we when we are afraid some perhaps that there is a standard that we're not meeting Mm -hmm. So I would encourage you to explore what is this standard you've set for yourself? And is it reasonable? Is it reasonable based on the experience and education that you have? Or are you setting an expectation for yourself that somebody with five or six years of experience should be meeting, not somebody who got their certification eight months ago should be meeting? So I'm going to encourage you to explore that. Right, we've done a couple podcasts on kind of how long it takes to really ramp up a coaching process, practice and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So setting
0: up those benchmarks and understanding that right. expectations can can grow, right? But to be able to start at a realistic expectation, benchmarking for yourself, engaging in mm-hmm. an objective assessment of your success and setting realistic goals. And if imposter syndrome is one of those things, those doubts and disbeliefs are popping through your head, what strategies are you willing to put in place for yourself, right? Continue to grow and, and overcome that shift your mindset, expand your mindset and focus on the work that you are doing and the successes that you are accomplishing and the successes that are yet to come.
1: Yep. So explore if your expectations are reasonable. And then I think the last thing that I would add is um, expect mistakes. Why would you not expect to step in it when you're trying something <laughs> new? Um, you know, maybe we'll do an episode sometime where Tracy and I will share um, how many times we've stepped in it and how smelly it was because we have And so are you, are you again, holding yourself to a standard that you don't expect to, I mean, look through my Instagram and see how many spelling mistakes I've made. And (laughs) I mean, I
0: don't look at my Instagram page (laughs) because it doesn't exist. (laughs)
1: Um, I have sent the wrong email to the wrong person. I've included the wrong link. Dudes, I've effed up so many times you can't imagine. So if you're expecting to not make mistakes, um, I don't know. I, I wasn't able to do it. So, yeah. So
0: And, and, and I just, I know we're running out of time, but I just, I know wanna, we are, I just want to throw this in, right? We are supporting clients and their journey their goals. Yes. And as coaches, as we honor the fact that our clients really hold the answers to their own situations, concerns, emotions, beliefs, behaviors, actions, decisions, then we need to take some of that pressure off ourselves, (laughs) right? That we do not need to solve our clients' problems. That's not our job. Our job is to support them in that self-discovery and assessment process for themselves, encouraging them, guiding them to make those decisions. And yes, do we provide information? Sure. Can you continue to grow in understanding information as it relates to divorce and conflict and co-parenting, all of those other things? Sure. But Take some of that pressure off yourself, right? You're, if you're showing up for your client and you're engaging in active listening and you're asking curious questions, not for yourself, but for your client, then you are 98%
1: there in the work that you're doing. So honor that,
0: right? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. I love that. That's a great way to wrap up. (laughs) That's a great way. It's not your job to be the answer gnome. You don't have to have, you don't have to have the answers. Your client has the answers. Yeah. Yeah. So trust that. Trust that. Okay. We hope this was helpful. We do not want you to be afraid. We don't want you to think you're not good enough. You, you are, you are, you are, you were designed to be you. You have your own coaching style. You have your own approach. The people that are supposed to work with you will be attracted to you because of you. Okay, so we want you to sit with confidence in that. Thanks for joining us. We will be back next week with, you know, more stuff to chat about. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.